Wait. Yeah. Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Good morning. Welcome in. Our beer today is uh, Key City Beer. And they've got some uh, delicious styles for you over the holidays. Key City Beer straight out of Vicksburg, Mississippi. One of our holiday beers. Key City. Check it out. You can find, I mean, I've been in, I don't know how many supermarkets. Fleetway Market, gas station, so on. You can find it. And uh, we're going to get those guys back in studio and because we have to, it's R and D. It's our job, and uh, taste some more tasty Key City beer straight out of Vicksburg. Out of bounds, one hundred five nine The Zone, ESPN. Brought to you by Kessler Prime and the Renaissance, and their uh, rack of lamb with the side of scallops, and a Key City beer. KesslerPrime dot com to make a reservation. This is ESPN one hundred five nine The Zone. You know we'll have. Mike Dettelier on at 8.30. He'll join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. And our Key City Beer from Vicksburg caller line today is 601-707-3750. And Twitter handle at Bowbounds. Twitter, Twitter. Love Twitter. Jason, you threw up a video yesterday um, from our show. And it has 42,000 views in less than 24 hours. <laughs> Insane. I mean, people care about who's going to be the next. I, that's probably the biggest, you know, you were talking. The strength and conditioning coach, super important for Mississippi State. Right. The defensive coordinator, super important. And then the quarterback. Right. And so those that's are right. like the top three. It was all about could Mississippi State spend up to $2 million on the quarterback. And Steve Robertson said yes. Emphatically yes. And they can. Uh, I don't know who that'll be. And the rumors are Dylan Gabriel is going to go to Oregon. Don't doesn't surprise me. West Coast Hawaii kid. Oregon's been really good. They got a lot of flash and dash. And again, Phil Knight has fifty billion dollars. Yeah. Um. So that that makes sense. Uh, they'll have to land on. They will land on somebody that'll be a dual threat kid that can play at what. There's so many different tiers. I don't know at what level, but he will be good. He'll be able to run Levy's offense and all that kind of stuff. So people are kind of freaking out. But that's good. That means that's a good thing. We need that. Yeah, people freak out over Mississippi State and Ole Miss fans and everybody else in the SEC freak out over everything. Because Bartu's like, your fans freak out over everything. I'm like, yeah, don't you? He goes, no. He said, nobody cares out here. <laughs> it's the Pac-12. Well, it was until this weekend. Right, right. Um and then it's no longer the Pac-12. Wow. He's like, no, we don't live and die on every recruit, transaction, coach. And I'm like, yeah, you're just, it's not the same deal, buddy. Yeah. And see, we're in April. We're crying over a 2025 three-star recruit. You're damn <laughs> like, right we are. And I love it. Uh, I do. Mr. DX says that he's all 41,000 of those views. Thank you, Mr. DX, for just keep clicking it. Just on loop. Go to Twitter, at Bounds. And Jason clipped a piece of the show yesterday where we were talking quarterbacks and NIL money. Um, Okay, we got some audio for you. 
The Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. And real quick, Michigan Steve, who's a big Wolverine, said that Michigan fans call Ryan Day third base for the reasons you mentioned. I love, yeah, I mean, he walked into a ready-made program, right? I and mean, we've all grown up with people who, you know, were born on third and talk about hitting a triple with you every time you get a beer. You're like, bro, I, I got I to gotta cut this short. Somebody just called. I, I, I didn't know I have to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, the small loan of a million dollars, the Donald Trump quote. That's right. <laughs> Lincoln Riley, Ryan Day, third base. Woke up on third base. Now, speaking of coaches... The big discussion is Jim Harbaugh and the amazing job he's done at Michigan, and now they're tied into the SEC because he plays Alabama in the national semifinal game in the Rose Bowl in L.A. in a few weeks. So Steve Dace joined us on the show, and I asked him about what Harbaugh's future could look like. Remember, he's 60 now. He doesn't have, he doesn't have a few years to rebuild. He needs to take over a franchise like, a, like the Chargers that has a ready-made roster, all right? If they, if the Chargers come to him and say, "We've got, we will hire the GM you want. We'll do everything you want, okay? And you can move your family back to Cali and your wife where she, where she's from." I, it would take that kind of, a, you know, Willy Wonka golden ticket offer. So I, I wouldn't say no, but it would take the kind of offer that Jim has not gotten from the NFL over the last eight years. All right. So that was Steve Dace, Michigan Insider. He mentioned the Chargers and the West Coast and where Harbaugh's wife is from and how much she enjoyed living out there, Jason, when he was the head coach at San Diego, then Stanford, and then the San Francisco 49ers. So that was a big chunk of their life, and and she enjoyed that. Now, she can get on a plane, be there in two hours. She's there all the time while he's grinding. It's all good. Now, this is the follow-up on what Harbaugh's future could look like because we – both coaches could leave, Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh. This is Mike Greenberg with ESPN talking about the conversation he had with Jim Harbaugh. And we got to talking. Now, I want to make it very clear. We were not talking about a coaching vacancy. We were not talking about him leaving Michigan, nothing. We were just talking about how great the young quarterback play is in the National Football League. All these great young quarterbacks, Burrow, Mahomes, blah, blah, blah. He spent five minutes telling me that he thinks that Justin Herbert is the best of all of them. He Whoa, loves breaking. Herbert. Take that for what you will. I don't. I do not think that Harbaugh will be back That's in Michigan true. next year. I'm not sure what the circumstances are that will uh, cause his departure, but whether they beat Alabama or not, whether they win the championship or not, I do not think he is going to be back at Michigan next year based on all that I think is coming down the road with the NCAA with them. All right. So he yeah, he doesn't he doesn't care about the NCAA rules. We all know that. Y'all remember him coming down here years and years ago, and and he found whatever I, the loophole and doing the satellite camps and did one in Pearl, and he did them around the southeast to kind of give Michigan a buzz again uh, because Ohio State had leapfrogged them, and at that time Ohio State had all the juice and yeah. the excitement. Oh, yeah. Since Harbaugh has now flipped that on Ohio State, but when he walked in. Ohio State had been winning, winning, winning under Jim Trussell. And then Urban Meyer comes in, and we know what Urban did. And both of those men won national titles. But at one point, I mean, it was six of seven, eight of nine, 
10 of 11, 12 of 13 in the rivalry, right, as we were marching through. Oh, yeah. And it took Harbaugh a little time. And he had some close ones, by the way. You could argue a bad spot a few years ago, and and the game could have gone True, I forgot about that. All right. But, however, he, he now flips it on Ohio State. And you would think that he's got that NFL itch again. He played quarterback in the NFL forever as a total overachieving, like a super smart gets a, Gardner Minshew. Okay, not the same, not exactly the same, but a lot of similarities. Gardner is off the charts intelligent, off the charts. Oh yeah, and Gardner gets everything out of his with the athleticism that he has. Now, for the common person like you and I, he's super athletic. So is Harbaugh, because they started it in Power Five and then went on to start the NFL. No doubt. <laughs> but you have to ask. He's sitting there going, "Okay, they seem to be um, after me. I'm getting tired of it. I know that everybody cheats. I do thumb my nose at your rules. They are archaic and antiquated. And I'm Jim Harbaugh, and I really don't care. True. Yeah. And." And if he thinks Justin Herbert is that good, he's sitting there going, I can go and win with him. Look what he's doing with a good QB now. Well, that's a good point with J.J. McCarthy. And also, real quick, you know he wants that Lombardi trophy. He played for it, lost to his brother in New Orleans in the Ravens. You know he craves that Lombardi trophy. Mike Dettelier on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line at 830. The big bad AFC isn't better than the NFC, is it? I don't think it is. Maybe we were wrong last summer. There's nine teams better in the AFC than the NFC. You want to put your money on that today? (laughs) No, thanks. I don't either. Not after the NFL. The Packers beat the the Chiefs, the big bad Chiefs. They did. Have you been seeing people compare Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers? The way that he plays? Not his... <laughs> Not his greatness, obviously, but I mean the the way like the the way that he plays his style. There's nothing like guys, beers, and sports conversation. You can get anything you want, right? Jordan Love is Aaron Rodgers. There you go. <laughs> Let's all uh, meet at the at the neighborhood uh, back back patio today and ham it up and and make that uh, conclusion. Or statement. It's got to be absolute. Yeah. No, it, it's usually at the, the big electrical box in the neighborhood. You'd ride your bike to, and all the kids would sit around. And yeah. They'd, they'd tell you all the things that are certain in life. I love it. Well, when I look at this, um, you know what? How about this? There's really good teams on both sides of the NFL. NFC, you know, 49ers are just grown men. Uh, I love what the Detroit Lions are doing. And the Eagles and the Cowboys are really good. And actually, the Vikings would be much better, but they just, they lost their quarterback. Yeah. Um, And Justin Jefferson has been out. That's I right. Mean, you're playing 
Now you're playing with Josh Dobbs and Jordan Addison's your number one. He's a he's a great, great talent. Oh, he's a he's a good little player, man. But it's it's a lot to ask a, a rookie to become a number one. No, CeeDee Lamb wasn't even ready as a rookie. Yeah. So And look how crazy he's gone. <laughs> I mean, that guy, he's cranking out 130 yard games like nobody's business. Do you have C D Lamb on your fantasy team? I do not. I do have Tyree Kill though, so I'm I'm good. Yeah, you're really I'm, good. I'm more man. than good. They said that he has uh, five games to get a little over 500 yards to get 2,000 yards on the season. Okay. And it's very doable. Whoa. It's doable for him? For that guy? Okay. He could get 170 in a game Oh, against I, like the Titans. Yeah, but... They do play the Cowboys, though. So like the Cowboys aren't that great. This in the Ravens like defense from a few. Let's settle down. I know, but they're they're no pushovers. You know what I mean? Uh, no, they're not. They're not. Uh, how old is? He's only twenty nine. So he he could he could go another two after this season, two or three years at a pretty damn high level. Tyree Kill. Oh. Yeah, uh, it's 519 yards in the final five games is what he needs. So they oh, play. Oh, well, that's just 100 yards a game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were telling me he needed 200 yards a game. Oh, no, no, no. I was no. like, what? <laughs> I know he's good, but people don't just do that in their sleep. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, so it's Titans, Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. So you got some pretty, okay. you got some stout defenses in there with you do. Jets, Ravens, Cowboys. Okay. But it's it's doable. I mean, but this guy's insane. Isn't it great to watch players like that? Like, to say, like, Justin Jefferson, who plays completely different than Tyreek Hill. Sure. But both are electric. Yeah, they are. You love some Justin Jefferson, don't you? Why not? Come on. That's the Vikings in you coming out. It oh, is. and LSU, I guess. Yeah, I mean, but just watching him in the in the SEC, and him and Jamar Chase, that, that was a cheat code. Oh, on the same team. I mean, Ed Ogeron won a national championship. Yes. Yeah. How did we let that happen? We know. <laughs> How did that happen? I mean, it happened. Steve Sarkeesian may win a national championship. Um, Can you imagine Saban and Sark in the national championship? Be pretty awesome. That would be. That might be. It's not going to be as. I'm pulling for Michigan and Harbaugh. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 I, I want. I want the guy that makes everybody mad. That's polarizing. Right. And to drop the mic going off the stage and take the Chargers job. Oh, so you want like a farewell, see you later, kisses to the crowd, and then NFL to Chargers. Yes, I do. I, I kind of love the... And it would crush Ohio State fans. Oh, it really would. It really would. Then that... And Bama, for that matter. You know, I mean, I do I want Bama to lose in the semifinal? Not not that I want them. I'm I'm rooting for Harbaugh in Michigan. This is This is a... This is a crazy story of a a guy who's brilliant, but an odd, odd, odd duck. I mean, he is an odd bird. Um, but those are what those people make life. It's, you know, the normal people, you're just kind of, okay, next. Um, what When Tom Luganville was describing Mike Leach staring right through you and out the back of your head and thinking of the next two or three steps, I've lived that with Mike Leach. Except maybe at 2 o'clock in the morning when we were at the NFL draft in Las Vegas. I think he was pretty locked in on our conversation. Not that we were maybe making any sense. But other times, <laughs> I, I lived that with Mike Leach. Um, and Harbaugh, I have not spent any time with. 
but I would, even though he is that odd of a duck, I would love to, I, I, you know, again, I think he's on the spectrum. Uh, could be some, I won't say that, but, but yeah, he's, but then he's also, I think what I wish I had, you know, insanely focused, organized, task at hand, crease in the khakis, same glasses, same hat. Yeah, he doesn't think about any of that. No. Because he doesn't have time. He's like, I wear khakis and a blue Michigan pullover and a hat and glasses, and I think about weird football stuff. Yeah, it's coaches like that. They they put their watch at the same spot on the nightstand every night. Their shoes are right next to the bed. Their belt is hanging up on Hardball their pants. Hardball is a chicken pot pie guy. And see, that's the biggest compliment you've given me today. Yeah. No, I mean, y'all aren't on the same spectrum oh, or wavelength as far as come on. mental capacity and operating at optimal level in a .01%er. What's the difference? But I, I think he's a guy that doesn't care what he eats. Yeah, well, he's a he's a fuel guy. Yeah, I, I think he's just like, what a, you know, whatever's here, I'm eating, I'm moving on. Right. He doesn't have time to. No. It was like when I read the article by Tom... Oh, he went on to work. He was with Rivals. Went to work for the Big Ten Network. Had a cool last name. It wasn't Deerdorf. That was Dan Deerdorf, who former NFL offensive lineman. Anyway, he got one of the first behind the scenes with Saban. They talked about walking into a restaurant. And Saban was like, hey, I got to go to the restroom. Just order something for me. It was at night. I mean, if I'm going to a nice dinner, I want to know, you know, I want to pick the steak or the fish or the special that I want. Yeah. What if you get now, a flank I mean, well knows how to order for me, but you don't. Oh and yeah. Most people do not. And you know, if I'm going to sit there for two hours with friends, clients, whatever, I want to enjoy what I want to enjoy. Saving like, I don't have time. Just pick something. <laughs> but not picky. Yeah. The, the, I mean, and, and I, I think that's, There's a lot of military to this with Harbaugh and Saban. Um, similar in age, way they were raised, whether it was post-World War One, post-World War Two, how people thought, um, didn't have anything, uh, living through war, Most ev- uh, so many people served, um, yeah, very militaristic, boom, boom, got to be on time, you know. Oh, yeah. Everything yeah. Is, is scheduled out, that type of deal. Yeah, Michigan Steve on the text line says Harbaugh likes chocolate milk. And I know Nick Saban likes the uh, Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies. You know, that's one of his, I guess, I don't want to say weaknesses, but... Would you call it like a guilty pleasure sort of thing? Yeah, I think it's something... And, you know, he... So he eats one... I don't know if he still does that at this age, but you are correct. That was written about about 15 years ago. Yeah. That he has one in the morning. Every morning. You know. <laughs> I love it. And he has a turkey salad at lunch just about every day same deal eats at his desk i mean my god that's that's repetition that's greatness is it repetition i think so i had enzo i had meatballs and uh, caesar salad yesterday at at, at enzo no let me give you some pot pie come on i don't want any i don't want any if i don't have to eat english peas unless like the doctor tells me i have to (laughs) it's a prescription (laughs) i've retired from from english peas although somebody said it cured a hangover on our text line. I got the equipment. Text line. I don't know if that's accurate. <laughs> Mike Dettelier coming up next on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line.
Ah, good morning. Welcome in. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. This interview is powered by Sound and Communications. The leader in sound systems for football fields and baseball fields and arenas and amphitheaters, gyms, and also video walls from Ingalls Shipyard to your law firm or technology firm. Soundcomab.com. Mike D on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Mike D, uh, how surprised were, we know both teams are good, but how surprised were you that the 49ers took it to the Eagles the way they did this past weekend? Yeah, I thought the 49ers would win, and I thought they'd win by more than a touchdown, but nothing like this. This was total dominance on both sides of the football. They were the more physical team, and you could see it up front. You rarely see the Eagles sort of pushed around, uh, and that's what you saw Sunday. They really were pushed around on both sides of the football. So that surprised me. And the Eagles have a great record. But have they played great? No. They played good to very good. But, man, the 49ers, if they healthy, to me they clear cut that if they can stay healthy, they're the best team in the NFC. And the Eagles got a fist fight on their hands now with the Cowboys to win the NFC East. When you look at – do you think the 49ers are the best team in football, period? They're the best team in the NFC. Uh, I think that's clear cut. They're the best team in the NFC. Uh, In the AFC, you can make a pretty strong argument for a couple teams. Uh, Baltimore being one of them. Uh, that uh, that they can get in the ring uh, because it's a one-time deal. You don't see a guy like Lamar Jackson a lot, okay, that can run and extend plays like he can. And he puts a lot of pressure points on you defensively, a lot. But I would say it's clear-cut 49ers' best team in the NFC when they're healthy. A big question mark for me would be the two spot now. Because while the Eagles record is better than the Cowboys, um, man, it, I think that margin is really close between the two of them. Okay. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans, NFL insider, college football too. He joins us on Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. All right, let's continue to chip away at this. So Mike D's right with the 49ers. And then it gets kind of muddied up here, which is fun down the stretch. You got the Eagles, you got the Cowboys. Now, Mike D, this is another team that I'm intrigued with. Would you put the Lions in there? No. I okay. think it did clear cut fourth. They they don't have the, the horses on defense. Uh my thing about it is uh take out Aiden Hutchinson. And I think for a lot of Saints fans, they know who Alex Anzalone is. Tell me uh, five of the rest of the nine starters on defense. That's a good point. Okay. Uh, well, you could you could do that for the Cowboys. You could do it for the Eagles. You could do it for the 49ers. The Lions uh, are an explosively built team on offense. Um because they run the football very well. I think an outstanding offensive line, one of the top four 
in pro football, and they've got some weapons. Uh, when Amon Ron St. Brown, uh, Jamison Williams now is uh, is healthy, and Sam Laporta at tight end. Defensively, they don't get a real consistent pass rush. Their secondary isn't up to par with some of the other teams in the NFC. Not having uh, C.D. Deuce, Chauncey Garner-Johnson is a big loss for them because they brought him in to be the playmaker on defense, to be able to get turnovers, and now he's been hurt. Anzalone has stayed healthy, and he's had a big season, but now he's down. So I, I would think they're the clear-cut fourth team okay. uh, in the NFC. While they're an explosive offensive team and a very physical team uh, on offense, defensively, Utton Hutchinson, could you name me one other guy that you could say would be a clear-cut starter for any one of the other three teams? Nope. No. So that answers the question. They the clear-cut number four team in the NFC, but you know what? They catch you on the day that they can score points. You got troubles with them. That's a good point, you know? Mike. In a one-off on the weekend, uh, they can beat in any of the – well – Maybe outside the 49ers, but any any of those teams, because they are that dangerous if you catch them on the wrong day. That's a great point. And the other thing, too, is, and you and I have talked about this a lot. People talk about a lot that, you know, you find out people a lot about someone when adversity hits. And partially that's true. You want to really find out about somebody? Give them success, how they handle it. The Lions have never walked down that success aisle. True. And now this is all new to them. How they handle it down the stretch and come playoff time. It is a totally different world. You might say, well, football is football. Every game is. No, it's not. You say that you, you don't know anything about the game. Come playoff time, it's a totally different situation on how you handle it. And never having done that before, uh, I for me, that's the most interesting part of Detroit. Dan has been in that spot before, the head coach. But, you know, the other guys, player-wise, and golf's been involved, but it's more individual, never as a team. And sometimes you don't understand that, well, Regular season play is one level. When come playoff time, it's ratcheted up. Because you know what? You lose, you go home. Yeah. Uh, I don't see you again until August. Mm. Mm. Okay, Saints. Um, they were getting blown out this weekend, made a run at it. Detroit closed it out. Uh, Handicap the future of Dennis Allen for me, Mike D. Well, he's got to win out the rest of the games. I mean, uh, and like like the schedule is difficult. Come on, you look. You paying uh, the Panthers and a, a rookie quarterback. Their defense is solid in Carolina, but they can't score. Uh, then you playing the Giants with with Danny DeVito's uh, brother Tommy DeVito uh, at quarterback. Uh, they've been lousy all year long. The Rams are the tough out. In L.A. And, and listen, I, I give him full credit. I think this is one of Sean McVay's best coaching jobs. For what he's got on that team and what he's been able to get out of them, now the key there is Matthew Stafford. 
if he's healthy, then that's a difficult game. And then you close it out against the NFC South teams, uh, Tampa Bay and then the Falcons. Come on, it's there for the taking. But the season is quickly drawing to an end, Bo. You can't continuously say, well, we close and we're almost there. Well, okay, <laughs> look how deep you are into the season. And this is a veteran football team. It's not a young team anymore. They're one of the oldest teams in pro football. You've got experience here. Just they have not been able to get it done. And if it's not, they, if this team doesn't make the playoffs with this type schedule, then major changes have to be made on this team. Mm. And the Saints can put all the spin they want on it. Okay, that's their job. Okay, then it's always said, oh, well, you know, we try to keep everything positive within the organization. That's great for them. But from the outside, you can see what's happening here. You fix one thing and something else breaks. It was red zone efficiency for weeks. They fixed that part, but your defense is getting gashed. Okay, Uh, this is that's Dennis Allen's wheelhouse defense. And you can't spot a team 21 points, not a team like Detroit, and expect you're going to come back and win. That That's really difficult in this league. So, uh, man, it's there for them. The schedule is you will never in your lifetime have an easier schedule and the way it's set up quarterback-wise that you got to play against. But you gotta you got to win those games. You can't just talk about it. Mm, if mm. not, then you got to make major changes on this team. Mm. Well, I think that's happening. And boy, they got to be frustrated as as much success as they've had with, like you said, the schedule that they they drew and the quarterbacks that they will have faced are like thereof. Uh, yeah, throughout I, the I, season, I think you used the right term: total frustration. Mm. And you hear it in the voices of the players and the coaches that the frustration is that, you know, they have enough talent to win, but something is amiss here. Something is wrong here. That there's a disconnect that they have not been able to piece this together in the easiest schedule I've ever seen in the history of the site. Mm-hmm. All right. Who, you know, we mentioned the 49ers and the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Lions. Is there any is there any other team you're keeping an eye on that like, hey, this team may can make a run in the next four weeks and, and mess with somebody as a wild card at home, disrupt Green someone? Bay. Okay. Uh, and the reasoning why is they have eight former first-round picks on defense. You got some talent accumulated there. Uh, now again, the problem is the inconsistency you see on offense. Uh, Jordan Love, I mean, when he's good, he he looks pretty good. <laughs> but then there's other times you shake your head about, and wow, what is he doing throwing the ball? They got a group of really talented young receivers, and two tight ends they picked uh, that also have some talent. And they run the football with some efficiency. All that all plays into that 
they've got enough talent to make this interesting down the stretch, the Packers. They really do. Because definitely they have accumulated a wide variety of talent on defense. Eight former first-round picks on defense, that, that's – you've stacked. Uh, now, I, I questioned early on about Barry as the defensive coordinator. I thought he didn't quite use his talent maybe the way he should have, but I think as the seasons went along, they have yeah, had their moments where they've really played well. It's It's been the question mark at quarterback with, with Jordan and, and how well – He'll handle that down the stretch. But we saw Sunday night uh, against a really good Kansas City defense. I'll say this, their offense isn't nearly as good as we've seen in years past uh, with the Chiefs because of the wide receiver position. But defensively, they were playing really good football. And I thought the Packers, man, they moved that football up and down the field against them. Really did a great job. So uh, I think Green Bay would be the team to watch. Really do. Uh, I think that's a spot. And in the NFC South, watch the Tampa Bay Bucks. They are also another team that's got eight either former first or second round picks on defense. Now, how far can Baker Mayfield and that offense go? Because they don't run the ball extremely well. But you got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans at wideout. You're going to stretch some teams vertically. Can they run the football? Tampa may be another team that may be a spoiler for somebody down the stretch because at times they played pretty well this year. They really have. And I don't think anybody thought that they would be have this many wins and down the stretch. Their schedule is really not that difficult. Mike Dettelier on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Uh, is is Mike Evans wide receiver for Tampa Bay? Is he a Hall of Famer, Mike? Yes. Okay, 10 straight years of 1,000 yards, absolutely. Uh, now, a lot of Saints fans don't like him because he's been in some <laughs> battles with Marshawn Lattimore. But, man, when you put up that type of consistency, year in, year out, and – Man, it, for me, that's Hall of Fame material, what he's been able to do in the NFL. He's a tall drink of water, and he's learned how to use that size and that length uh, to win battles downfield. And he's got some scoot after the catch. He really does. Uh, he was a very good former prep basketball player that before Texas A&M came in late, he was a verbal commitment to Tulane. Wow. Yeah, he didn't have a ton of offers. He was he was going to come to New Orleans and, and play for uh, Tulane University. So uh, uh, Texas A&M got in late on him, and he was a great pickup. And him and Manziel, that was pretty strong team that they had for throwing the football and also running it. But uh, I think Mike Evans, what he's done is that's quite remarkable in this league because he, he broke his own record. It was nine straight years, and he broke his own record this week. Going now ten, wow! Uh, for it's it's remarkable what he's been able to do in a league that tries to take out the best offensive player from game plans. Mike Evans been able to work that and beat it. Wow! 
Mike Detillier, NFL insider on the Out of Bounds show and the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Mike, would you take, uh, they're both great, but I just, if you're the GM, would you take Debo Samuel or A.J. Brown? Okay, you broke up a bit. If you're a general manager this morning and you had a choice between Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown, which one would you pick? Oof, that's a toughie. Um, because of his versatility, I'd probably give it to Debo. It, it would depend on what my offense looked like. Uh, but, uh, man, both of them are very similar type players, uh, to be honest with you. Very similar. And how they play the game, their physicality, they'll be able to run the football after the catch. I've always looked at, at A.J. as a guy that's a running back playing wide receiver. And Debo is a running back playing wide receiver. So uh, very similar in a lot of different areas. Uh, probably lean toward Debo only because of the way the 49ers use him. Fair enough. Uh, in sort of dual roles where the – not necessarily that's the case with the Eagles, with A.J. Both are fantastic players, though. Mike Dettelier on the Out of Bounds show. Um, Mike, what was your reaction? I mean, everybody, some people freaked out. Some people said, hey, you had to use the bylaw to keep Florida State out and, and, and put Alabama in to make it more compelling and, and more competitive. What was your reaction to Bama in, FSU out? Saturday night when I watched Florida State, the aesthetics of the visual made me believe Alabama was getting in. Uh, Jordan Travis, a healthy one, then Florida State's in. But that's not what you saw, and that's not what you would see uh, in the Final Four. So uh, you look at Alabama, they beat a team that's won 29 straight games, back-to-back national championships. Um, If you watch that game, who looked to be like a notch above? And it was a close game, but didn't Alabama look like the better team? Oh, yeah. Yes. And so, and, and two, you you got to consider the fact, okay, nothing's fair in life, okay? <laughs> nothing's fair. Uh, that keeping the SEC out of it and the greatest head coach ever in college football in Nick Saban, and look what they had just accomplished. They had beat Georgia, and with the string that they had pieced together, back-to-back national championship teams, it would have been really difficult to do it. But the aesthetics of watching Florida State offensively, I think for a lot of those committee members, I agree. Man, uh, you know, this isn't good. You know what was the greatest example of they made the right choice? The visual of watching when they announced it and the Michigan players and coaches sitting there. <laughs> we talked about that. Yeah. You, it was like, what? We got to play them? Uh, you know, reality check came in real fast. Because I've said all year long, I thought Michigan looked like the best team in college football. Down the stretch, it, for me, came down to Alabama or Georgia, the winner of that. I tell you what, you talk about a game. It, it is set up perfectly uh, with this uh, Alabama-Michigan showdown. It is really set up uh, for the NCAA. 
And you know what? They, they sort of used the Vince McMahon philosophy of years ago when, when everybody watched pro wrestling. It was, it doesn't matter the publicity, good or bad, it helps us. For college football now, in a world where gambling is plays a big part in it, and a lot of people don't like to hear it, but, Bo, you know it's true. Absolutely. It has lifted up every pro uh, sport because people have a t- they want to put coin on it. That matchup, man, is going to be huge to watch and huge to gamble on. We'll leave it listen, that's nothing against Texas, Washington, Alabama, Michigan. There's a lot there to watch. And the side stories of that, with Harbaugh being suspended yeah. for a big portion of the season, this may go down as one of the greatest coaching jobs Nick Saban's ever done. It's not like what we've seen from Alabama teams in the past. There's been a lot of hiccups along the way, but he's been able to figure it out exactly how to get them to this point, okay? And you can mess up sometimes, but it is all about the end result. Didn't Alabama's feeling is we just got to get into the Final Four and we'll figure it out from there? Mm -hmm. And that's what he's been able to do. It's always been something with Nick about the journey – it's never going to be smooth, but it's to get to the end point, and that's what they've been able to do. And I think one of the greatest coaching jobs Nick Saban has ever done as a head coach at Michigan State, at LSU, at Alabama, this has to go down as one of the top two or three, if not maybe one, for what he had to replace at a critical position at quarterback unsure of what Milro was going to bring to the table because he sat him earlier in the year and to see his growth as a player. In a lot of ways, Milro reminds me of what I saw from Jane Daniels a year ago. Okay. All right. I like that. Okay. We're going to leave it there. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans, on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Mike D, uh, keep Bobby Bear straight, and have a good week. Well, I appreciate the good week. I don't know about the other part. <laughs> See you, Mike D. <laughs> All right. At Mike Dettelier on Twitter. Uh, that was great. Give So his Fab Five, real quick, in the NFC, Mike D's, is uh, 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys, Lions. Watch out for the Packers. Watch out for the Packers. Who saw that coming? At their defense, and he was right. What did I say to you yeah. right before he said it? Their defense. He said, no one's talking about the defense. Right, Mike because D. we love you and I both, everybody else, we love offense. Of course. That's what gets the beers flowing. Quarterbacks you know? and wide receivers and tight ends and red zone and all that. Yeah. Green Bay, and again, well run. They're not flashy, but here they are again. Right general manager. Right personnel, guys. Know who they are. And they got a pretty pretty nice roster. Yeah, yeah. And they're young dudes coming around. They could be dangerous. No doubt about it. We are the Out of Bounds Show. Brought to you by Dr. Kirk Jeffries. Eye care professionals for cataract surgery. 